there, my young friend. Ready to discuss today's hot topics? Hey there. Sure thing. Ready to roll. What's on the agenda today? Well, first off, let's talk about the military actions in Ukraine. It seems they're building a factory to produce drones. I wonder how that's connected to the current situation. Yeah, that's really interesting. Military actions always make me feel uneasy. What else is on the agenda? Next up, let's chat about Israel's military operation in the Gaza Strip. It looks like there are active attempts to cease the fire over there. That's great news. I'm always pleased to hear about attempts to stop the war. What else have you got for us? And thirdly, let's talk about the health of the King of the United Kingdom. Rumor has it that he's been temporarily relieved of his duties. Wow, that's some news. I hope the King gets better soon. Well, let's get started. Ar. Hey mate, have you heard the latest news? On Tuesday night, Russia shelled a village in the Kharkiv region, destroying a three-story hotel and sadly killing a two-month-old baby. His 21-year-old mother is currently in the hospital in serious condition. Wow, that's awful. But you know what else happened? They've started building a factory near Kiev to produce Bayraktar drones. Remember we were talking about those drones? Yeah, I remember. It's interesting to see how this will impact the overall situation. By the way, in the Belgorod region, a drone strike caused a fire at an electrical substation. Wow, that's interesting. But you know what else I'm curious about? Will Zaluzhny step down? It's still unclear. Yeah, that's a concern for many. And here's another thing. The American Congress just can't seem to approve the aid package for Ukraine. Biden is not happy about it, by the way. He says the clock is ticking. We can't abandon Ukraine right now. Putin is banking on that. Supporting this bill means standing up to Putin. Obstructing it means playing into Putin's hands. Wow, that sounds serious. And overall, from what I'm reading in major American media, the mood is that we really need to urgently help Ukraine because otherwise this is all going to end badly. Yeah, it's about time. But, my young friend, let's not forget that we're here to discuss the news, not solve world problems. By the way, have you noticed that I'm addressing you like a kid? It's because you're still so young and full of energy like my nephew. You always know how to lift the spirits. Let's keep discussing the news. Switching from the situation in Ukraine, let's turn our attention to the Middle East. Have you heard about Israel's ongoing military operation in the Gaza Strip, my little political expert? Yeah, I heard about that. Israel and Hamas still haven't managed to agree on a ceasefire. Israel even proposed suspending military actions for 2 months in exchange for the return of hostages, but Hamas hasn't responded yet. I wonder why the reaction is so slow. Are they still using carrier pigeons for communication? Some people think that this could be related to the fact that the leaders of Hamas often move from place to place, which complicates communication and coordination. Oh, I see. What about the US Secretary of State Blinken? I heard he's been touring the Middle East, drumming up support for that proposal. Yeah, that's right. But at the same time, on Monday, Netanyahu stated that the war in Gaza should not end until the leadership of Hamas is destroyed, specifically the group's leader Yahya Sinwar. Wow, that sounds serious. Where is Sinwar now? Is he by any chance here in the studio with us? The Israeli intelligence believes that Sinwar and other Hamas leaders have been hiding in the city of Khan Yunis since the beginning of the war. Special units of the Israeli Defense Forces have been working in the tunnels of Khan Yunis for several weeks, trying to capture the Hamas leaders. Wow, that's something. How are they doing over there? Did they accidentally wander off? According to Israeli officials, they have taken control of a large part of the tunnel network and Sinwar will soon be in their hands. 
Well, that sounds like a real thriller. I wonder how all of this will impact the public life in Israel. By the way, I recently saw a collection of photos titled Israelis Carry Arms in Public. Yeah, that's really interesting. But let's get back to our topic. Anyway, the situation in Gaza remains tense. Our foresaw. I wonder how the events in the Middle East are impacting international relations. But now let's talk about Russian politics. Have you heard the latest news about the presidential candidate Boris Nadezhdin? Yeah, I heard about that. Boris Nadezhdin, the candidate from the Civil Initiative, has been having trouble collecting signatures. His allies, who initially didn't believe in the success of this process, might have set him up. But, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. I'm already a grown-up. Wow, that sounds serious. But what exactly happened? Well, here's the scoop from the Novaya Gazeta Europe publication. It turns out that Nadezhdin's headquarters submitted unreliable signatures. This caused a big scandal. I wonder how they thought they could pull a fast one on the system. Wow, that's quite something. What's going to happen now, eh? After discussing the article, it became clear that Nadezhdin's headquarters will have a tough time recovering more than 40% of the rejected signatures. One of the signature collectors for Nadezhdin from rural areas even suggested suing the representatives of the Central Election Commission for such mistakes. But, you know, it's like trying to sue the wind for blowing leaves off the trees. Come on, that's going too far. But what about Nadezhdin himself, eh? Boris Nadezhdin has asked to postpone the consideration of his presidential candidacy registration. The Central Election Commission agreed, showing goodwill. But it's like trying to postpone the rain when the clouds are already overhead. Bam, bam, bam. That's it. Well, mate, as always, you're on top of all the events. I've told you before I'm not a kid, but thanks for the compliment. Well, that's ancient history. Speaking of politicians and their dramatic ups and downs, it reminds me of some news from the UK. Have you heard about King Charles III? Oh yeah, I heard about him. He's the one who's already 75, right? Yeah, that's right. Unfortunately, he's been diagnosed with cancer. He's taken a temporary step back and started treatment. But you know what's interesting? He's still keeping involved in public life. Blimey, that's scary. But I heard he's in good spirits. Is that true? According to the press? Yeah. But they're unlikely to write that he's scared and upset. But you know what they say about the king? That he's always been a fighter. Well, yeah, that's the press for you. They always write things to make everything look as good as possible. But we know that things aren't always as rosy in reality, do we? Absolutely, my little scientist. But remember, the most important thing is to take care of yourself. By the way, speaking of the king, he always used to say that health is the most important thing. Got it. But I still hope that King Charles III will get better soon. Yeah, we're all hoping for that. You know, it reminds me of the importance of always staying optimistic, even in the toughest times. Hey, my little scientist, ready to discuss the latest weather quirks in California? Oh yeah, that was something else. California got hit by a storm caused by an atmospheric river effect. Do you know what that is? Well, spill the beans, mate. I reckon you're gonna tell me all about it now, aren't you? You're absolutely right. An atmospheric river is when water vapor is carried by the wind, forming long streams that flow in the sky like rivers on land. And these rivers hit California, causing floods and landslides. Unfortunately, three people lost their lives. Blimey, that sounds pretty serious. And this isn't the first time California has faced something like this, is it? Yeah, that's right. This isn't the first time California has seen this. But let's switch to brighter topics. The first snow has fallen in Tokyo. And in London, the apple and almond trees are blooming. 
But that doesn't mean we won't have snow. The possibility of snow is always there. Well, that's spot on. All about body positivity, as they say. But let's get back to our weather discussion. It's important to understand how our planet is changing and how it affects us. Absolutely, mate. That's spot on. And remember, the weather can be unpredictable, so it's always worth being ready for whatever it throws at us. Cheers for the chat, mate. Catch you next time. Catch you later, mate. Arsas. You know, I recently came across an interesting article about a new weight loss drug that has become very popular. Have you heard about it? No, spill the beans, mate. So the CEO of the Danish pharmaceutical company Novo Nordisk gave an interview to the Financial Times. He said he was surprised by the demand for Wegovi, a weight loss drug, and Ozempic, a diabetes medication, in Europe. He didn't expect so many people to be willing to pay for these expensive medicines out of their own pockets. Wow, that sounds pricey. But why are people willing to shell out that kind of money? Well, I reckon it's because they actually work. It's interesting that Novo Nordisk recently splashed out $16.5 billion in cash to buy a factory in New Jersey. They're planning to produce Wegovy there, so hopefully there'll be enough for everyone. Blimey $16.5 billion in cash? Sounds more like a deal between gangsters than pharmaceutical companies. Ha ha. Spot on. But talking about the drug, the monthly cost of the Wegovy course varies from $250 to $400. The injections are given weekly, and the dose gradually increases to 2.5 milligrams of the drug, which costs just under $100. Then the treatment continues at this dose. As far as I understand, the duration is unlimited. Interesting, mate. How does it work then? Does it burn fat or something like that? Now, mate, the thing with Wegovy is not that it burns fat. It actually targets the areas of the brain that control food intake and appetite. So with Wegovy, you just eat less because you don't feel like it. It's basically a typical diet, but without the stress and constant struggle with yourself. Wow, that sounds like magic. But I'm still amazed at how simple it sounds. Just eat less. Just eat less, mate. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the most effective solutions are the simplest. But of course, it's always important to remember about possible side effects and to consult with a doctor before starting any treatment course, mate. Haha, <laughs> yeah. But speaking of risks and unexpected approaches to health, Let's discuss Mark Zuckerberg and his latest adventures. It's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. In their recent annual report, Meta stated that their CEO could kick the bucket due to his risky lifestyle. Does that mean Zuckerberg is into all sorts of high-risk activities like combat sports, extreme sports, and recreational aviation, which are associated with the risk of serious injuries and even death? Yeah, that's spot on. And if for any reason Zuckerberg becomes unavailable, it could have a significant negative impact on the company's operations. Haha, <laughs> check out the phrase, some other company executives. Wouldn't be surprised if the Wall Street Journal soon comes out with an investigation on how Zuckerberg pressures his partners, and they can't say no to him, so they end up doing jujitsu and recreational aviation with him. Haha. <laughs> I wonder if they're doing this because they're afraid of losing his favor, or because they actually enjoy yoga and Pilates. Haha, <laughs> who knows, mate? But here's the interesting bit. Soon after Meta warned that Zuckerberg could become unavailable for any reason, the company's stock skyrocketed. Yeah, according to Bloomberg, Meta's market capitalization increased by $200 billion in a single day, making it the largest one-day increase in value for any company in history. Sport in the market is still more acceptable than drugs, haha. Or maybe everyone's just waiting for Zuckerberg to become unavailable any day now, and then Meta will finally come alive. It's one of the two. Haha, <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe they just love sports and want to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Or maybe they're just scared of losing their boss. Haha, <laughs> yeah, who knows? Anyway, it's quite an interesting story. Let's keep an eye on how it unfolds, shall we? 
Yeah, let's do that. It's gonna be interesting. I. Well, speaking of unexpected twists and strict morals, it reminds me of recent events in the world of beauty and showbiz in Asia. Have you heard about the case with Carolina Ciano and Lee Sung-yeon? Oh yeah, that was something else! Carolina Ciano, a Ukrainian, became Miss Japan, but then she gave up the title. There was an article in the local tabloid about her dating a married man. And he wasn't just any married man, he was a father, a doctor, and an influencer. Ciano admitted that she knew about his family, apologized, and handed over the crown. Because in Japan, you can't be a beauty queen and a mistress at the same time. Haha, <laughs> I thought there was no other way. But this is Japan, everything's strict there, and you can't do things like that. Oh, mate, and there was a worse case in South Korea. The 48-year-old South Korean actor Lee Sun-kyun, known for his role in the movie Parasite, was found dead in his car parked in one of the central parks of Seoul. They say it was suicide. Mate, he was under investigation for suspected drug use. Apparently, he was caught using marijuana and ketamine in a bar in Seoul. They questioned him three times, and the last interrogation lasted a whopping 19 hours. While the investigation was ongoing, he was removed from his role in the series, and some stores pulled advertisements featuring him. The actor's reputation took a serious hit, and it was important for him to restore it. But it didn't seem possible. Well, they canceled him, and maybe they drove him to suicide because he used marijuana and ketamine. You see, he's a public figure, and he can't do that. You can't be a famous actor and use marijuana. Haha, <laughs> I thought there was no other way. But this is South Korea, everything's strict there, and you can't do things like that. These are the kind of stories you hear, mate. All right, my clever mate, ready to hear the latest news from the Grammys? Yeah, sure. Always keen to hear something new. And by the way, I've got a feeling that Taylor Swift is up to something again. Great. You're reading my mind. So, Taylor Swift has announced that her 11th album, titled The Tortured Poets Department, will be released on April 19th. Wow, The Tortured Poets Department? Sounds like a title from a Stephen King book. What else is going on there? And one of the songs on it will be a collaboration with Florence Welch from the band Florence Plus the Machine. By the way, I really adore Florence Welch. Wow, that sounds cool. Do you think they'll be singing about tortured poets? What else happened at the Grammys? In the category of Best African Performance, South African singer Tyla won with the song Water. Interesting. We'll have to listen to that song. And what about the red carpet? Did no one show up in a meat dress? Nothing interesting on the red carpet, but many were wearing vintage dresses from the archives of well-known and not-so-well-known brands. Oh, that sounds stylish. Who stood out? Did Miley Cyrus show up at the event on a wrecking ball again? For example, Miley Cyrus. She not only wore a vintage dress, Bob Mackie from the 2002 collection, but also had an old-school hairstyle. And yes, she won a Grammy for the song Flowers. What a beauty. Wow, that sounds amazing. I love how the stars rock vintage pieces to stand out. It adds so much charm and uniqueness to their style. Ara. All right, we've discussed the fashion trends on the Grammy red carpet. But what do you reckon about the trends among teenagers? Do you know anything about trading in schools? Trading? Do you mean financial trading? No, not quite. Trading in schools is when kids swap different things. For example, my mate always loves to trade something. He even tries to persuade me to swap my cough tablets for something else. Cough tablets? That's medicine, mate. Exactly. But he doesn't give up. He even tried to persuade Amelia to swap her cough tablets for a fidget spinner. Fidget spinner? What's that then, mate? A fidget is any little thing that you can fiddle with, squeeze, or so to speak, zone out with. It could be spinners, stress relief toys, or even bubble wrap that you can pop. 
Interesting. What's a play date then, mate? A play date is when kids get together at someone's house or at a play center to play together. I even want to invite him for a play date. And what's your plan then, mate? Well, we can have a good old rumble, and Miss Claudette won't be able to stop us. Fighting? Is that like a brawl, mate? Yeah, to fight means to have a scrap. But don't worry, it's just a bit of fun. Miss Claudette is a strict lady who keeps an eye on things in the schoolyard. But when he comes over for a play date, I'll be in charge instead of her. Sounds fun, but remember, cough tablets are not toys, mate. Of course I remember. Thanks for reminding me. Uh... All right, after discussing all the ins and outs of trading and play dates, I want to share some funny stories I found online with you. Ready, mate? Of course, I'm always up for some funny stories, mate. Brilliant. So, the first story is about names. Imagine this. A couple is discussing what to name their future baby if it's a boy. They decide to name him Igor, and when they meet their friends and acquaintances, they say, Good evening, Igor. Now, that's a twist, isn't it? Haha, <laughs> that's funny, but what if they have a girl? Good question. But let's move on to the next story. Imagine this. You're all set to join the revolution, but then you remember that you promised to take the kids to the park. What do you think is more important? I reckon a promise is sacred. The kids in the park are more important. I agree with you. And the last story for today. A Russian man who sneaked into the USA has avoided prison. He was fined and faces deportation. This information comes from the BBC. I don't know what's going on with this chap, but it's a very funny story. That's really funny, but I hope he's okay. I hope so too. And finally, I want to share with you the song Allo Marina by the band Yachni Svet. It's a really fun song and I'm sure you'll love it. I'm always up for some new music. Let's give it a listen. I recently heard a song that made me think about how important it is to be grateful for the little joys in life and I've decided to share my thoughts on gratitude with you. I'm grateful to all of you who send me memes and pictures that lift my spirits. Big thanks to my mates who are always there for me, and a special shout out to the Espresso Chat, which has been a source of inspiration and new ideas for me. I'm grateful to all of you, I love you lot, for your sense of humor, which helps me look at life with optimism. And of course, I'm grateful to my mom, who always looks out for me and gives me a bell every day to see how I'm doing. It's a proper boost for my sense of humor, it is. So, thanks, mom. Sending you a big hug, and don't forget to send me your comments, questions, fidgets, funny pictures, and vintage dresses. Always love chatting with you lot. XOXO.